What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast, where we'll discuss this week's big headlines in news and entertainment and keep you up to date with Cal Poly news. I'm Zachary Donenfield. And I'm Caitlin Scott. And you're listening to The Flip Side. And in today's news. So I have an interesting story. Yahoo Sports was doing an investigation into the NCAA. Some NCAA players have been taking money and travel expenses and benefits from this organization called ASM Sports. And it's head by one of the former NBA agents, Andy Miller. And over the past few years, he has been giving these NCAA athletes benefits and money on top of them playing. But I think this begs the question of NCAA is an organization that is almost full profit. And there have been talks of whether or not NCAA players should be paid or not, because this organization brings in like $95 million a year. I mean, one of the big issues and one of the reasons why so many of these athletes are taking these benefits and taking money from these organizations is a lot of them come from low income backgrounds and they come from nothing. And this sport or whatever they sport they play is the reason why they're able to get an education. It's the reason why they're going to school, but their families are struggling back home. And so you have like there was one person on this spreadsheet where he took like $500 from this organization so his mom could pay rent for the next month. Mm -hmm. And I mean, granted, there's some athletes on here who are taking up to like $35,000 from this organization. But it's others like that that are struggling and they're going to school and they uh, you're on scholarship, right? So in order to keep your scholarship, you have to perform. You have we well, have to perform, but you have to meet a minimum GPA for that school as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people are dedicating all of their time and energy towards this sport, which isn't leaving them much time for their school, but they still have to perform well academically in order to keep their scholarships and it is a difficult thing to almost be owned by this organization and they run your life but then trying to be a college student as well and I mean I don't I don't think they should be paid I think you you sign up and you attend this school and you play the sport knowing that you're a student and you're not going to get paid but I, I don't know. I mean, you have to like. Was it the NCAA that was giving the money? Because I thought it was like no, no, no. NBA recruiters or. No, it was um, this organization called ASM. It's just kind of a third party organization that's giving them money. But they're giving them to NCAA players or prospective like high school students. Is it giving it giving them money to like lure them to professional teams or why would they be giving yeah. these college students money? Uh, kind of like both mm-hmm. to keep performing better but a lot of them um are also to make it to the big leagues yeah but also do you think that so a lot of these guys their end goals are to make it to the professional league right Mm -hmm. so do you think they should just suck it up in this four years of your college athlete and then you're making the big bucks once you make it pro well when you're a college athlete when you're a d1 athlete that's your life i know what it's like to be in college athletics, I mean, on a very base level, I played uh, soccer for my community college, and that took up the majority of my time. So I can only imagine how much time 
playing at the highest level at the university takes. So when they have to dedicate that much time to athletics, I know that their academics suffer, and I know that it's essentially like having a full-time job, so they can't focus on anything else. And I understand they're being compensated with tuition being paid for, but yeah, maybe they should be compensated somewhat. I mean, the NCAA is reaping all the benefits. These these young men and women are essentially working for free. I mean, there's a lot of organizations out there that are structured exactly like this. And I don't think... Yeah, you work the, for one. You work for Spoon. Oh, shut up. Um, no, but take like Goodwill, for example. Mm-hmm. I have this kind of grudge against Goodwill because this is how it's structured, right? They All of their inventory is through do- donations, so they don't have to pay any inventory or anything like that. And then their workers, mostly people that work for Goodwill, are either on probation or they have to do some sort of community service, and that's why they're working there. So they're not paying their workers. They're not paying their workers, and they're not paying any inventory. Are you sure they're not paying their workers? I mean, some of them like actually work there but a majority of the people at goodwill are there as volunteers i did not know that yeah and then also goodwill isn't backed by any any other like nonprofit organization so for example there's this thrift store back home and it's a boys and girls club thrift store so all of the all the money that they earn is going to the boys and girls club there's nothing backing goodwill it's just going straight to goodwill so it's almost a it's a non-profit but it's a full profit in a business sense and that's almost what the NCAA is. They're not paying any other players or employees, I guess, so to speak. And all of the money is just going straight to NCAA. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a huge industry. It's a mm-hmm. multi-million dollar industry. I mean, it's just, it's interesting how stuff like that works. No, definitely, definitely. Well, I, I'm interested to see what happens as a result of this. Yeah, I mean, some of, a, a lot of the players that are on this list now play for actual NBA teams Mostly people on here are basketball players. It um, doesn't seem to me like the NCAA is going to get the short end of the stick as oh, a result of this edu- as a result of this investigation. Not at all. The um, the NCAA president he issued a statement and was just like, "The system is now broken. Like people are disrupting the system and it doesn't work. And you can't play college athletes if you disrupt it." Mm. Well, I guess we'll find out what happens. Moving on into some entertainment news. Do you like McDonald's? You know, from time to time, when I have the drunchies, McDonald's looks pretty darn good. When was the last time you had McDonald's? Oh, man. It was actually a really long time ago. I think the last time, or the last thing I got at McDonald's, which was a long time ago, was a McFlurry. Like, I wouldn't, I don't get food. (laughs) It kind of grossed me out. Or the French fries. French fries are super good. Their French fries are really good. Yeah, they're super good. I think out of the fast food restaurants, they have the best one. Yeah. You know what? In-N-Out fries suck. It's because they're fresh. And they cut them a little too thin, I think. Anyways, um, next time you stop in a McDonald's, you might be able to grab one of their new vegan burgers. (laughs) And not going to lie, looking at this stock photo it looks disgusting. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that this fast food chain is going in a quote-unquote healthy direction. I mean, McDonald's has been trying to go into a healthy direction for a long time. They've got milk. They've got apple slices. 
They've got salads that I'm pretty sure have more calories than the I Big Mac. I feel like it's an oxy- oxymoron. People go to these fast food restaurants or the greasy, bad-free food. Well, I th- yeah, I think that's the most ironic part is that vegans aren't going to go to McDonald's. You know what I mean? No. Why would a vegan go to McDonald's? I, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they're just so plastered that they like they p- pass a McDonald's and they're like, oh, I know that they serve vegan burgers. I was thinking about this last night and I was thinking like of the one excuse you could maybe have for vegan slash vegetarian options at McDonald's. And it's like if you're at an airport and there's no, you know, when you're at an airport and there's like nothing to eat and the only mm-hmm. thing there is McDonald's. Yeah. So if you're a vegan and you really want something to eat and all there is McDonald's. You I can mean, go to Mickey D's to get your vegan burger. You can get the McVegan. <laughs> the McVegan. No, literally, that's what they're calling it. Look at the packaging. So when is this releasing? Do you know? So they actually just released it in Sweden and Finland because apparently a large percentage of Swedes are vegetarian slash vegan. And so they're trying to cater to this demographic, which in that sense is smart business techniques, right? You know what? I'm going to have to uh, fact check that. My roommate, Robert, he's from Sweden. I'm going to ask him. No, NPR. Here, do you want me to find some stats for you? (laughs) Find me some stats. According to a recent poll by Animals Rights Sweden, almost one in 10 Swedes is now vegetarian or vegan. Among the under 30s, the figure is an even more staggering one in five. Wow, that's actually significant. But perhaps the most eye-catching statistic from the McDonald's viewpoint is that half of Swedes expressed an in- increased interest in choosing vegetarian options during the last year. So they got to keep up with demand, changing times, changing fads. Vegan is in now. If you're vegan, you're cool. Oh, I know. It's a, it's a trend. That being said, I shit on vegans, but... I do think being vegan is actually really commendable because it is good for the environment. It's good. For, I think that's the one commendable thing is that it's very good for the environment. I couldn't do it. No, I mean, I couldn't do it either. I love I love meat. That being said, though, when I go to get a burrito, I try and do my bit and I don't get carne asada. I get chicken instead. Really? Yeah. Just I mean, I trust me, I prefer carne asada. But every time I go, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my bit. Chicken's a little less impactful on the environment. So that's what I do. So I try and eat chicken rather than red meat when I can. Hmm. Good for you. Um, so, yeah, this is starting in Sweden and Finland. It's not yet confirmed if it's going to make it to the States. If it does make it to the States, I don't, I don't know if it's going to last. I don't know how well it's going to do over here. We like our meat, right? We do. We like our greasy food. We do. That being said, this, this I will say is I think this trend is good in the long run because if we get people off meat and onto veggie substitutes, the impact will ultimately be be greater. It's catering to millennials. <laughs> this is totally off topic, but I was listening to this thing this morning and um, Folgers Coffee, you know, like the mm-hmm. grocery store brand. Yeah. They're trying to re- rebrand themselves to aim towards a younger demographic, but... Like, they're not changing their coffee or anything. They're just rebranding themselves. Yeah. But hipsters, if they see nice packaging, they're like, I want that. Seriously, when I think Folgers, I think old people. Yeah. Like, the red packaging with the mm-hmm. black lid. Like, it's actually not terrible, though. But I just can't help but think, like, my grandma drank that. Yeah. 
We're just into our bougie coffee now. I know. My favorite coffee shop. I mean, I'm shitty on myself. The avocado infused vegan uh, gluten free coffee. Yeah. I'm making myself hungry. We should we should move on. <laughs> Actually, like mouth watering thinking of some chicken nuggets. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, um, in other entertainment news, Black Panther was released recently to great enthusiasm. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah, I went with uh, two of my friends. We got the worst seats in the theater because we didn't have great foresight, and so we bought our tickets pretty late, and we were in the front row. Luckily, we're in recliners, so we were able to pull ourselves back a little bit. But the action sequences were a little, a little crazy for us. But the movie was amazing. Oh, it had such a great story and such a great message. And for the first time in any Marvel movie, it had a villain with actual depth. Let me tell you about him. So Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> he, I love him. Yeah. First of all, beautiful man. Yeah. Got a man crush on this dude. Um, He also takes off his shirt a couple times in the movie, so I know you want to see that. So um, he plays Killmonger in the movie, and you actually resonate a little bit with his plight, with his motive behind his evil plan, so to speak. I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, I do want to see it, so don't spoil it. Because I think you should go see the movie. But for a superhero film in the Marvel franchise... This movie goes ridiculously deep into some pretty heavy topics. You know, I can only imagine what it must be like for a young African-American kid watching this film, seeing an all-black cast with strong female roles and places from their lives. For example, one of the settings is, is Oakland, California, which is known to have some really poor black communities, and they represent it really well. And for some kid who's living in Oakland in those areas to see their their neighborhood represented in a blockbuster film. I can only imagine how cool that must be. Mm-hmm. I know. I think it's great. I can't wait to see it. I was watching an interview with Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she, like something that I would never even think of, but they were talking about how every female character in that movie they all like are wearing their own hair, which I know sounds so stupid, but like there's no straight hair. There's no like they didn't do anything. They just let them like embrace their natural hair. And I think like even something so small like that, like a young girl being able to look at these people on screen and being like, oh, look, I don't have to have like straight hair. I don't have to have like my hair curled or anything like that. Like those people look like me. Like I think that is awesome. Totally. And, it's changing the beauty standard. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I just I liked hearing that something so small, but I know is so meaningful to a lot of people. Yeah, no, I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, it deserves all of the good press coming its way, and I totally recommend if you haven't seen it yet that you go out and see the film because you'll come away feeling amazing. Yeah, and it's expected to surpass I think five hundred million by this weekend. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Wakanda forever. Oh my god, <laughs> you were so excited to do that. Yeah, I was. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, moving on. We have a lot of funny entertainment um, stories this week, so we're just going to keep going with them. Next up on our list, do you, more with fast food stuff, really, but um, poor Britain is facing a KFC chicken shortage. Oh my god. I don't know how they're going on, really. 
think of the children. Oh no, like, are people starving? <laughs> um, Honestly, pretty much a non-story, but I think it is kind of funny that, you know, as soon as as something happens to these no, well, people's poor fast food places. It became a story because people were legitimately calling, what is it in Europe, 999? Not yeah. Yeah. People were calling the police being like, KFC is out of chicken. Where are we going to get our Kentucky Fried Chicken? There's several screenshots of um, police (laughs) stations in Europe. Like, here's one. It says, please do not contact us about the KFC crisis. It is not a police matter if your favorite eatery is not serving the menu that you desire. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? This makes me feel a little bit better to be an American. <laughs> right. To know that, like, some Brits are just as dumb. <laughs> so funny. But I guess, like, basically what happened is they switched their um, shipping carry- carrier from, I don't know what it was previously, but they switched to DHL, which is the big, like, male people over there. Yeah. And um, with the whole switch, it messed up their their orders. Their orders. <laughs> and so that's why they had to shut down. So, yeah. All right, well, I'm done with this story. (laughs) You over it? Hey, their biscuits are really good, though. So in Cal Poly News, on Tuesday, a uh, message went out to a bunch of Cal Poly students on Instagram that notified Poly students to be aware that a potential active shooter was going to show up at school the next day. And it got people pretty frightened. It was shared really rapidly and really quickly through a bunch of social media sites. Um, The Facebook Cal Poly Rideshare group posted about it. It spread through various group me's, uh, as well as MN threw up an an update on their website. Yeah, when I first saw the threat, my roommates came in the room and they were like, I need your journalist opinion. Does this look real or not? And honestly, when I first looked at it, I didn't think it was... A legitimate threat or anything like that just the nature of how it was written and how it was being spread but it definitely begs the question of in those situations where you don't know if it's real or not do you continue to spread something that could potentially just scare a lot of people or do you take a threat regardless of how it looks seriously and act upon it yeah so the general consensus among the Cal Poly student body was to share the message, got shared quite a bit. Quite a few people contacted UPD to look into the problem, and it spread rather quickly. And I think ultimately that's a good thing because I think it's better to be safe rather than sorry. I took a look at the message myself, and it had some bad grammar, and it didn't really look to be legit. But that being said, I still went downstairs you know, and told my roommates, hey, just so you guys know, there was an apparent threat issued that there might be a shooter on campus tomorrow, so just be aware. I think that it's totally uh, acceptable that students would feel nervous, especially what just transpired think, in Florida. Yeah, I think that was the big thing is everything that just went down in Florida had everyone already on edge, and so it just definitely heightened the situation. But that being said, I was really proud of how all the Cal Poly students really came together, acted together, made sure that everyone was okay, made sure that everyone was aware that this was a potential threat. I mean, like you said, Mustang News acted on it very quickly. UPD, the school was sending out notifications via text and email. 
Yeah, no, I think the university handled it pretty well. The day after, President Armstrong issued a response via email to all the students where he reiterated Cal Poly's stance on student safety and how it's a top priority and that he wants to ensure that all students feel safe on campus and that they're always looking to improve on their safety measures. So I think that Cal Poly's response to this fake threat um, was, was good. Yeah. And after investigation, they found out that the threat was stemming from Long Beach Poly High School right, down in the L.A. area. So it wasn't directed towards Cal Poly, but there was a, it just said Poly, and so that. So people got scared. Yeah, it was yeah. Cal Poly, Cal Poly Pomona, Long Beach Poly. So, I mean, thank God nothing happened. Yeah, no, but, it's really good. But, yeah, I mean, bringing it back. It was know. like a drill. It was a good drill to see how, like, how students yeah. would react to a situation like this. Yeah. No, I feel I feel safe at Poly, walking around on campus and, you know, amongst my peers. I feel like we have a, a pretty solid group of people here that take care of one another. So this, if anything, the silver lining of this whole fake threat is that we really got to see our student body come together and deal with a situation in a pretty positive way. Are you excited for the B-side, Caitlin? I'm excited. I don't know what you're going to throw at me, so... All right, this is like a once-in-a-blue-moon occasion where Zach gets control of the B-side, and uh, we're going to have a little fun with Caitlin today. Oh, no. <laughs> Yay. So, Caitlin is a self-proclaimed music knowledge prodigy. Oh, um, God. <laughs> she knows pretty much everything there is to know about music and musicians and pop culture, so we're going to put that to the test and uh, and find out how really good she actually is. Okay. Wait, are you hitting me with like more pop culture questions? No, or? this is going to be music. How is it dated um, or is it pretty recent? I think it gets more difficult, progressive, gets progressively more difficult. We're going to start easy and we'll move on from there. We'll build up your confidence and then we'll just cut you down. Oh, yeah. Zach's definitely trying to take me down with this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. All right. So I got this loaded up. Wait, is there like actually music? Oh, yeah. So you hit play and you have to guess. Ooh, I'm already seeing some good album covers. What song it is. You ready? Okay. So you hit play. Oh, man. I'm going to. Uh, what are you doing to me? Nirvana, come on. Okay, pick the right album cover. Like Teen Spirit. Ding ding. Why you to go, Caitlin? On a roll. All right, scroll back up. Oh, back um, up. Yep. Oh, okay. next one. All right, what's the next one? Pizza party. Nice. <laughs> it's you to make a love. Yeah, Pizza Party. I was right. All right, so which album cover oh, is can that? Can I just like listen? To Some girls by the Rolling Stones. I did it. Way to go. <laughs> Radiohead. Well done. Killing. So what album though? Uh oh, this is the one from the 1990s when they got all like. Okay, one. computer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their best album. In I actually opinion. wrote a um article on this in high school. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> All right. My friends hates radio. <laughs> so she completed level one. Nice. She got three out of three. You want to do an intermediate one? Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right. 
Wait, what are my options? Spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Nice. I'm having really fun with this. <laughs> what you like? What I like? Alabama Shakes. Yeah. You can't see us. Sound and Color is such a good album. We're Did boogieing you? right now. <laughs> Do you want the chorus? This is a good part. Yeah. All right. All right. What's the next one? Oh, I know this. 21 Pilots. No, no, no. Wait. I didn't even let that play. That's uh, Arcade Fire. Arcade, Arcade Fire. Fire. I'm not giving you any help here. You got to do this on your own. <laughs> I think he's a little mad that I'm actually doing well at this. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, you, you are putting your money where your mouth is, but darn it. Where did we go cold? Oh, easy. I thought I had you on hold. XX. Yep. I actually don't think I've listened to that album in its entirety. Is it good? Yeah. <laughs> they were the ultimate like band in high school, like indie band. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. I listen to the XX on my this, free time. This might be the last album I ever bought on CD, actually. Really? Yeah. It's a cool album. Cover. Is that Marina and the Diamonds? No. I actually don't know this one. Shoot. I think this is, I think I'm going to be wrong, but I'm just going to click this one anyways. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Well, who is it? St. Vincent. St. Vincent. Okay, see, so I saw like her photo and I was like, it's definitely this girl, but I can't put my name on who it is. Nice. I completed a medium. Zach's so pissed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. I, I need don't to, know how to work this. So. I need to see you. <laughs> I need to see you lose. <sighs> hey, that was fun. Yeah. Did I, what's the saying? Put my money where my mouth is? Yeah, you kind of did. Yeah. I am, I'm still impressed. Yay. Yeah. Well, at some point, she and I will go to a music festival together and she'll drag me to all these obscure bands that I don't know, but I'll end up loving. Hey, so far the obscure bands I've told you, you do like. So. This is true. Hey, have you ever heard Declan McKenna's Brazil? Oh my God. Zach is one of those people where you show him a song and he listens to it on repeat until it's drained and you're like i never want to listen to the song ever again marty davison if you're tuned in you're my best friend you know what she's talking about my sister about. does that you guys would be the same what can i say it's a great song i want to know it i know i i'm just that person where i like listen to it and i know it's a good song and then i like put it back in the playlist and then just wait till it goes comes down. up yeah i like to like know the words to a song so that when it comes up i can sing all the words yeah that being said i I know words to songs, but more often I know the tune. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know the tune completely. Me, like, you know, when I love a song, like, I know all the words to mm -hmm. all of it. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Flipside. We'll be bringing you new episodes every week. Unfortunately, both Caitlin and I will be out of Cal Poly for the weekend next week. So uh, we won't be bringing you a new episode. We're going to take one week break and we will resume the week after. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, continuing to provide you with some great content. Cut. That's a wrap for Acapulco Scene 4.